Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Let's give a big God bless to our East Campus today. God bless you guys. And a big welcome for our online campus as well. Let's welcome them. Peace to your house. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. So glad you're all here today. And uh, happy Thanksgiving. And we're going to dive right into our series on anti-anxiety. How many of you know that we are anti-anxiety? Okay. If you're for anxiety, I need to talk to you really, really quick. Everybody else will wait because we gotta, we got to get this worked out. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And uh, so we're, we're spending a number of weeks. This is week three already on anti-anxiety. I'm actually going to drive this all the way up to the Sunday before Christmas. I almost said Easter. Um, uh, just before Christmas, um, we've got so many important things to share on this. I'm glad you're here for it. If you've missed any of the messages so far, um, you can go online. And uh, there are a number of ways that you can hear or uh, watch it again, and I would encourage you uh, to please do so because it's such, such an important issue. Um, You know, there are a lot of people saying that worry, anxiety is on the rise, and the Bible spoke of that, 2 Timothy 3, it said in the last days, perilous times will come, literally in the New Testament Greek, it's times of stress. And the Amplified Bible says that are hard to deal with and hard to bear. And, uh, but this is, the, this is the wonderful thing in the middle of that. Though the world and world events get darker and darker, we understand that the light shines brighter and brighter. And none of God's promises to help us, none of his commands, none of any of those things wane or fade away. They're always proportional. They're always sufficient. And so I find that a lot of people are dealing with more stress, more worry, more anxiety than they actually need to be. And uh, we need to be better equipped in how to handle these things. And so uh, we're, we're kind of looking at some incredible information here from God's Word that is also verified um, in, in studies with science and medical and so forth that, that will help us. So um, I tried to, from the very first week, give you the two big keys. There are a number of keys, but these two biggies you better have on your key ring. And the first one is right here. Give it over to God. Come on, read that to me. Give it over to God. Give what over to God? What's bugging you? What's keeping you awake? That thing that's, you know, all of that going on, give that over to God. This also assumes that you believe God is able and God is mighty to be able to handle and that he is wise. And I just want to tell you, in case you're wondering, he is. He is. He is able, he is strong, he is wise, and he's never stumped by this. Amen. The second big key would be this. Get in this moment. Read it with me. Get in this moment. You've got to It's called mindfulness. It's called grounding. You've got to get your head, your heart, and your feet in the same place. See, the nature of all of this, of worry, stress, anxiety, depression, all that, is to get you out of this moment. 
to get you out of this moment, to hold you back, to push you ahead, to get you all frazzled, because then what happens is you're not effective and efficient in this moment, and it compounds itself. And so one of the best things you can do is just breathe and realize, uh, push your feet against the, the, the ground, smell what is around you, just get in this moment, talk to yourself, don't argue, but talk to yourself. And, and get in this moment. There are a number of other things we'll share about that as well. Before I get too far in this message, I want to let you know we want to help you in every way that we possibly can. And uh, in addition to the messages, we have an entire care department. We have care classes. We have all kinds of things to help out. And uh, during this series, uh, every week out in the hallways, both here at Central Campus and over at the East Campus, we have some tables set up of some individuals and organizations uh, and, and our care department as well. They're available to help. You need to talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. There's no shame in that, getting the help that you need so that we can all be free in this. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, worry. How many of you worried a little bit this last week? Come on. Okay. Um, worry, remember this, are thoughts. It has to do with thoughts in your mind. Anxiety has to do with feelings that are in your body. Now, we shared a lot on this last week. Then if I can get rid of, if you can get rid of worry, then I can get rid of the anxiety. Now, worry is at the core of all of this, and it has to do with how we're processing what's going on or what we think might would happen. And can I tell you something? Studies show that the things you're worried about might happen, most of those things won't happen. Most of those things won't happen. Um, Well, I was going to go off into a story, but i got to stay on track here. Worry results when we worry about the past. That's what a lot of depression is. It's worry about the past. A lot of our anxiety is worry about the future. Now, the exemption from all of this that, that I've just lined out for you is if something is very chemically off uh, within you. And get help for that. Get help for that. But yet every tool, every key that I share with you uh, applies uh, if that is the case and not the case. And for, for all of us today, get a hold of these keys. And as always, the purpose of the message is to help you, but there's a second part of it, and it's to help you to help others. Okay? So this is to help you, and it's to help you to help others. Amen. Now, um, the Bible has much to say about worry and anxiety. Jesus has a number of strong things to say about worry and anxiety. What's the number one thing you think the Bible and Jesus tell you about worry? Don't. Come on, can I hear it a little stronger? Don't. Don't. So, so this is what we can gather out of that. If he tells us to don't, then you can don't. Okay? If he says to not do something, then you're able to not do it. And he will help you. And if he tells you to do something... That means you're able to do it, and by virtue of it, of it all, he will also help you with that. So he said, don't worry. You're the one who reminded me of that this morning. I asked you, and you said, what did he say? And he said, don't. Don't worry. Now, 
How many of you were ever in band, like in junior high, high school, you, you were in band? Come on, where's my, where's my people? Come on, come on. All right, good. I, I started playing trumpet in sixth grade. I actually started playing oboe in fourth grade. Um, anyway, don't, don't judge me. And I played trumpet in middle school and junior high and high school and then on into, into college and so forth. And uh, I loved band. And, and you may think, well, you're a bunch of band geeks. I don't, I don't really care what you... I'm old enough now, I don't care. I just don't care. Um, but um, you'll remember this, walking into the band room. The band room always had a unique smell to it. And you walk into the band room, and before band practice class started it was noisy you know everybody's warming up people are tuning up uh some are really good some are not really good and um people are socializing um you know tuba players flirting with the flute player people are swapping instruments it's it's just mayhem it's chaos and then the band director comes in. I'm thinking of all the band directors I had. You didn't stop all that noise and the loudness and dissonance and chaos. It didn't stop when they walked in the room. It walked when they walked up to the, to the podium, to the stand, and pulled out their baton, kind of like a wand, and tap on there. And then as soon as that happened, you were to be quiet. And back then, teachers threw things at you, Okay. <laughs> It was the good old days. And so um, tap on that, and then everybody was to stop. You were to be quiet. You were to sit up. You were to pay attention. Put your instrument in your lap. Trumpet players, put your instrument on your, on your knee. And then they'd say, all right, we're going to play this song. And we're start, start at the top. Clarinets, please play in tune. I mean, even know that's sometimes a problem. And drummers don't come on too strong, a little bit of instruction, everything, and then count you off, and then everybody's in. And now, hopefully, we have something that sounds pleasant and together and orderly and some harmony and some unison and make something beautiful out of that. Now, I want you to bear that idea in mind because sometimes your life is like that band room, okay? And you walk in, and it's got a unique smell to it, don't it? And, and it's noisy, Life can be noisy and loud and dissonant, and you have, you know, all the things going on with your kids and your finances and your health and your, your neighbor and your neighbor's dog and, and your neighbor's kids and uh, job and news and elections and all kinds of things going on, and it can just be kind of noisy. And what we want to do is try to bring something beautiful out of this. And I, I'm promising you something beautiful can come out of it. Now, let me just ask you a question here. When it comes to worry and anxiety and stress in our life, who, who is the band director? I knew you were going to say Jesus. No, it's not. It's you. It's you. Because you, you have to step up to the podium. You do. You have to step up to the podium and tap on that and uh, say, all right, everybody be quiet. All this be quiet. And let's see what we can make out of this. And that's what we want to do today is we want to look at how to sort it out. Everybody read that with me. Sort 
it out. So that's where really what we want to do with this. Sometimes it sounds and feels like a mess. Plus, and we'll talk about this in the weeks to come, you have what is called cumulative stress. Cumulative stress. It's all the other stuff, and you haven't dealt with them. You haven't dealt with that. And some, some of you, it has been decades. And you have all kinds of things piled up in your life, not dealt with. And that crowds you out from being able to handle the things that come along uh, in our life. And we'll be talking about that as we go along as well. But it is time to sort it out. Come on, everybody say it again. Sort it out. Um, so that you can deal with it. You've got to sort it out. What is this so that, so that you can deal with it? Look, look at me real quick. I deal, I deal with worry, stress, and anxiety. I deal with it. I hope you heard what I said. I deal with it. It comes to me just like it comes to you. Worry, stress, anxiety. But you've got to deal with it. What does that mean? Handle it. Do something with it because if you don't, it will do something with you. If you don't handle it, it will handle you. But pastor, you don't know my story. I don't need to know your story. I know enough stories. I know enough stories that if you don't handle it, it will handle you. And some of you are you know, God, I, I pray that that's not the case, but some of you might show up at the Thanksgiving table and worry and stress have got you in a headlock. And you're there, but not there. And you're there and you're all stressed out. And it's like, I like the food, I hate the people. And, you know, you got, <laughs> you got all, these, all these things going on and, and we're not enjoying life. We're not being fruitful in our life. We're not being happy and stable and fruitful and blessed because this is just crowding us out and choking us out. The Bible even tells us in Mark chapter 4, Jesus said, the good word can be sown to you. But it can, the cares of this world and the desires for other things can choke the word even. So it's unfruitful in our lives. So we've, we've, we must deal with stress and with worry and with anxiety. Can I get an amen today? Amen. Look with me in Isaiah chapter 37. Isaiah 37. Hezekiah, he was the king, received the letter from the, from the messengers and read it. Now let me tell you the, the letter. He was being threatened, he was being ridiculed, and his great God was being blasphemed in this letter. That would create a little stress. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out. Come on, everybody say it. He spread it out before the Lord. Another way to say he sorted it out. Just kind of spread it out before the Lord. Look in verse 15 here. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. So as we sort it out, this is what I want us to do. I want us to, to spread it out and spread it out before the Lord and then pray. And there's certain ways to pray that I believe will help us in this. Back in the 1930s, there was a, a, a gentleman, a minister. His name was Reinhold Nabor, and he came up with this prayer. And over the years, it's been published in numerous forms. Now today, AA and a lot of uh, 12-step groups and so forth use this. I have this framed uh, behind my desk at my study at home. And it's called the serenity prayer. And I want us to look at this real quick. It says, God grant me, read it with me. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That's good stuff. The serenity, uh, the depth of that word, it's like a, that you're lined with some peace. For what? 
for the things I cannot change. Look me in the eyes, folks. There are some things you can't do one thing about. And there's a whole lot of things that you're worrying about. You can't change it. You can't do a thing about it. Well, yes, I can. I can worry. I'm trying to get you to stop that. Trying to get you to stop that. You know, during the elections even. Oh, we're in a recount and this and this and this. And, and, and we worry about something. This is what you do. This is what you do. You pray. You value your vote. You vote your values. You go vote. And then you hope. But I've talked to so many people. I mean, they're chewing, chewing their fingers back to their wrists. They're just so worried about this or that. You can't, you can't change anything. You can't change one thing. So you know what you need? You need serenity from God. Just help you with all those things that you cannot change. Secondly is courage. Come on, everybody say courage. Courage Courage to change the things that you can. There's a whole lot of things in your life you can do something about. There's some things that you can change. And a lot of times we just lack the courage to get up and go to march right in and to change some things. And this is the biggie right here is the wisdom to know the difference, that I've got to know what I can change, what I can't change, and I'm not going to worry about either one, but let's definitely make sure that we're not worrying about the things that you cannot change. Are you all with me? So prayer is part of how we sort this out. Look with me in Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing. There it is again. Do not worry. Do not worry. Be anxious for nothing but in, come on, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, that's what we're after, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So once again, don't worry. Stop being anxious. And we do this through what we call that we should pray. Everybody say pray. There it is. Where'd it go? Go back. Go back. Do we have pray on there? Pray. There it is pray. The New Living Translation says this, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Well, if we don't worry, what are we going to do? Pray about everything. Hear it again, don't worry about anything. Oh, but pastor, I got plenty to worry about. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. If you're new to all of this, Pray. I don't know that I know how to pray. Look at me. Talk to God about it. Just talk to God about it. Now, interesting in verse 6. Can we go back to verse 6? Philippians 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Interesting that in this verse contains every New Testament word for prayer. It's It's all in this verse. I want to zero in on supplication right here supplication. This is a more specific prayer. This is petition. This is an urgency to it, uh, a clarity about it, uh, more detailed in your request. And so instead of worrying about something, I'm to pray about it, including supplication. You don't necessarily have to remember that word, but remember this. This is where through earnest, sincere unrushed prayer. This is where you fully transfer the burden from your soul over into the hands of God. I want to say that again. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. And then in supplication, that's the place where it's earnest, 
It's sincere. It's heartfelt. It's unrushed. Take your time in this. And this is where you fully transfer that burden that's in your soul and you get it over into the hands of God. You need to take your time and make sure that that happens. We asked this question last week. What is there to worry about when my life and my best plans are in God's hands? Think about it. What is there to worry about if my life, if my problems, if my best plans are in God's hands, I don't need to worry. Now, when you're sensing worry, when you're sensing stress and anxiety, you know what that feels like, right? Am I talking to real people today? You ever feel the, the enzymes in your stomach just kind of, all of a sudden, just kind of, well, let me remind you, you your phone rings and you call her ID. You know what I'm talking about? Some, some, th- some things happen, the mail, email, somebody, whatever, affects your breathing, affects your heart rate, stomach, eyesight even, headache, your energy, your concentration, all those things kind of go, can I tell you what that is? It's, it's okay. Because it's, act- it's actually your whole system giving you a signal when that goes off, time to pray. That's a signal. It doesn't mean, ah, ah. No, it's, a, it's your whole system saying, pray. Now, I believe in proactive prayer. I believe a whole lot of things are averted by staying ahead of things in prayer. We'll talk more about that. But sometimes you're in, right, there it is, there it is. And when you feel all of that going on, it is a signal it's an alarm system for you to pray. Now listen, get this. It's not prayer that you need. It's God that you need. And prayer connects you with God. If you can remember that, say, that, say it with me. It's not prayer that you need. It's God that you need. And prayer connects you with God. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Get God in on this. Handle every situation, every worry by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And the thanksgiving part is this, not this Thursday's lunch. The thanksgiving part is this, that I'm thankful that he hears me. I'm thankful that he's able. Wouldn't it be horrible if he could hear me, but he couldn't help me? You know, what if we called upon God and go, I hear you, but let me... Find somebody for you. I don't, I don't know what to do with it. But he's able. And this is the other thing. Don't, don't miss this. And that it's going to work out. Yes. Romans 8, 28 says this. That all things. Come on, everybody say all things. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Everything always. You love God. You follow hard after God. I'm telling you what. It's all going to work out. Now, it may not be the picture that you had hoped. It might be a new normal. But I'm telling you what, God will get you through. God will take care of you. It will all work out. And so every time, no matter what it would be, all things work together. Give God some time. Cooperate with God. He'll work this out. So handle anything you worry about, anything you're dealing with, with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving 
And the peace of God's going to come and guard your heart and your mind. Amen. So, prayer. Pray, and the second part is this. Think. This is a real novel idea. It's a new concept I'm introducing. Think. Come on, everybody say think. And this is to ponder and to cipher if you're a Beverly Hillbillies fan. It's to concentrate. It's to calculate. It's to, it's to sort it out, to think a little bit. We're living in a, in a culture that's not thinking enough for themselves. It's whatever, whatever culture tells us, whatever social media says, whatever this news or that news says, and, and we're not thinking for ourselves, and we need to think. We need to think. Look with me in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. See, our thoughts really do matter. Our mindset is so important, and our mindset is so powerful. We need to be careful and maybe redirect our thoughts. Understand this. Don't miss this principle. What you feed grows. What you starve dies. And we need to be careful concerning our mindset that we're feeding the right things, as this verse points us to. Studies and statistics show that when we worry, when we're worrying about things, only about 10% of that comes from the actual circumstance that we're dealing with. 45% of that has to do with our mindset, how we're thinking about things. And this is something that has to be redirected and corrected. Get this, you can't reduce stress and worry unless you change how you think. I'm going to say it again. You're, you can't reduce and remove stress and worry unless you change how you think. If everything that comes along, you continue to think in the same way, this is the outflow of your thoughts, okay? Be they positive or negative. The outflow of your thoughts is it will impact your emotions and how you feel. It will impact what you say. It will impact what you do and decide, ultimately impacting your outcomes. And it all goes back to our mindset. It's absolutely, absolutely vital that we're directing and redirecting our thoughts and thinking right concerning the situation that would be in front of us. Amen. Now, we'll get more, about, uh, more into this in a couple of weeks, but you use words to replace thoughts. If you have a thought that you want to get rid of, you're going to have to replace it with words. Actual, you speak them out words. When you engage your speech centers and actually speak out, the rest of your whole system has to stop and hear what that is and respond to it. If you're just thinking something, all other systems are just doing what they're doing. But everything responds to the power of speech that you have so directly related to your thoughts. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. You, God, will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This perfect peace. Come on, everybody say perfect peace. As you know, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. And uh, what do you think the Hebrew word is for peace? Shalom, shalom. Do you know what the word is for perfect? Shalom. This is written for emphasis here. He will keep you in shalom, shalom. The fullness of wholeness 
if you keep your mind stayed on him and the right things, and why would you keep your mind stayed on him? It's because you, it's because you trust him. You trust that he's able. Now, I'm going to kind of read this backwards for you, okay? Because you trust in him, you'll keep your mind stayed on him. And if you trust him and keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in shalom, shalom. He'll keep you in perfect peace. And it all has to do so much with how we think. And then one last thing this morning is do, do. Pray, think, do. Come on, everybody say, I know it's a big word. Come on. Do. It actually is a huge word. Do. Look with me in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Other translations say, do. Put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So there are things that we're to do repeatedly, habitually, intentionally, that we practice in our life. And you may, be, you may say, well, what can I do with my situation? What should I do? What must I do with the situation? Here's four places you can, you can get an answer to that. First of all is in Scripture. Listen to me. For every problem, there is a promise. I don't think you heard me. For every problem, there is a promise in God's Word. What do I do with this situation? I promise you, I promise you, the Scripture will give you something. Also, if you ask God, I believe the Holy Spirit can whisper to your heart. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. I think you can have an inside knowing, I know what to do in this situation. I know how they're acting. I know what's going on over here. What am I to do? And I believe the Holy Spirit can prompt you and lead you in that. Third thing would be godly counsel. Godly counsel. Well, I don't know anybody godly. Well, Come hang out with us a little bit. We're on our way. We don't have it together. But we can find godly counsel. And that's one of the reasons why we've invited, um, you know, some folks and some organizations to be with us in the hallway as well so you can have somebody to talk to. And then the final thing, you know, Scripture, Holy Spirit, godly counsel. All right, this is a new concept, too, I'm introducing. You ready? Common sense common sense. I just believe you, kind of, you already know. I've asked people over the years hundreds of times, so, so what do you think you should do? <laughs> Say it, and then they'll, and it's there. It's there. God has wired you to help you out a little bit there. Understand this. You have a two-sided nervous system. A two-sided nervous system. It's either going to focus on worry or it's going to focus on work. It can't do both at the same time. It's like one lane of traffic. And we can direct the traffic going this way and worry, 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 or we can blow the whistle and stop. And instead of worrying about this, we can work on this. And when we're working on this, I can't be worrying about this. When I was doing my... Uh, dissertation for my uh, doctoral program. The weight of that constantly on me. Uh, there were times where I'm worrying about, oh, I've got so much to do. Uh, what if my computer crashes? What if I lose all this? What if I forget? What if I'm doing it wrong? What if, what if? And, but I found that when I stopped the traffic going that direction and worked on it, I was good. 
felt peaceful, felt energized, felt creative, and you're wired that way. And so often we get stalled and stumped because we're, we're going in the worry direction and you need to halt traffic and start to work on it. Work on today's problems. Work on today's problems. We talked about that last week. And when you work on today's problems, you won't wor- be worrying about what might happen tomorrow and probably won't happen tomorrow. It's the courage to change the things that I can. Work on your plan. Remember that proper thinking and proper planning reduces worry. It reduces anxiety. Work on your plan. And then do the daily. Everybody say, do the daily. You've got stuff every day that needs to be done. Take care of those things. Brush your teeth. Wash the dishes. Do this. Eat your lunch. Take care of that. Clean that up. Let the dog out. Let the dog back in. Do the, do the daily. Do the daily. Do all of those things. Otherwise, you add to your cumulative stress that just builds up on you. Just take care of it. it well, it's hard. Well, do the hardest things first. Go back in the book of Genesis, and God told, told Abraham, go offer up your son. And the, and, and the Bible says, so he got up early, indicating he got up earlier to do this, to go do the hardest thing he'd ever been asked to do, make sure you knock it out first. And sometimes you just have more courage and strength and energy to, all right, I'm going after the big bear first, and then you'll be able to take care of the other things. That's a message for another day. Sort it all out. Come on, everybody say sort it out. Take the time to do that because worry and anxiety are going to try to hold you back or push you ahead. And you just, need, you just need to get in the moment and sort it all out. Do not just accept that my life is stress and my, not, my life is noisy and my life is overwhelmed with all of this. Do not accept that. Amen. Let's go back to the band room for a moment. What if the band director walked in and heard all of this noise and dissonance and loud confusion and just said, I've got a really crummy band. (laughs) He's got to sort it out and realize, I know what's going on. I see what's going on. They're warming up. They're tuning up. They're playing around. They're not very good. You know, all of those things. And you sort it out. What if the band director just accepted that? Instead, you need to. You need to. Step up to the podium and tap on that podium and make everything be quiet and sort it all out and say, we're playing this song. We're playing it today. We're playing it at my tempo. And count it off. And as it starts, if it's wrong, cut it back off again. Be the director. Jesus will help you. But he's not the director in that he's just going to do all this. You have a part to play. He's the Prince of Peace. He bought and brought peace to you. And we've got to do some things. Pray, think, do, sort this all out so that you can have some beautiful music in your life. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? All right. Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.